right, welcome back to the 10 Podcast. Uh, we're here, season three, episode two, I guess, right? Because we did uh, technically we an episode football. one. Yep, early preseason college football preview. Um, but uh, we're back now, and uh, college basketball season's here. Uh, games start on Monday, November 7th. So mm-hmm. we're about a, a week and a half away, two weeks away. And so we wanted to come back uh, for you guys. And uh, today we're going to be previewing the AP Top 25 for the preseason, which just yeah. released. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, super exciting. College basketball is back. I'm very ready for it. Football, it's been great during the football season. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the Cats, yeah. For me, it has been great. Um it's really good to be back. I'm so excited. This is obviously the best time of year. Connor and I are yeah. college basketball fiends. So we started mm-hmm. this. It's crazy looking back that it all started from an English project in high school. Yeah. And I did the first one by myself and then brought Connor and now to where it is. But um, right. it's been a wild last couple of months um, in my life and Connor's life. You know, we talked about the first episode of Connor's now at Virginia. Mm-hmm. He's at a real school. So he has another rooting interest. <laughs> another, right. I was thinking about this today, actually. Isn't it kind of crazy that of two, because we're looking at top 25. The two yeah. teams that fans have now have almost identical color schemes. Yeah, no, I, I've thought about that before. The other, the crazy thing is, too, they played in football this year already, and mm-hmm. uh, they're in the same early season tournament in basketball. So they have a chance to play in basketball as well. So in Vegas. That is so crazy. It's very, uh, very strange. Wait, I'm drinking out of jugs now, funny enough. Yeah, that's, that's why you really stay hydrated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I just started a job. Really recently, um, this yeah. is my first year doing it at KSR Kentucky Sports Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, writing for him, I've been covering high school football and high school basketball, and some hopefully some recruiting stuff soon. It's been an absolute blast. It's been crazy, like most busy I've ever been. Every Friday night, I'll go to a new high school football game, and it's just like I don't know. It's kind of feel like I'm a real journalist now, and it's really cool. But I've yeah, talked big to, steps, talk, big steps, and I've talked to my yeah. boss a couple times, and they've really wanted me to continue this, and I think they can mm-hmm. see a future in this as we do and yeah. now it's really exciting so now we have a we may have a sports system behind us i don't know what the details that will be yet with ksr yeah. but um yeah. you know matt jones all those guys it'll be really cool yeah. to have that and, regardless you know, we're affiliated we can say we're affiliated yeah. i yeah. think that sounds we, cool affiliated. yeah we're definitely affiliated we don't know if we're <laughs> yeah. I, we don't know what the intricacies are we are definitely affiliated but, um yeah shout I'm out ksr so regardless oh yeah 100 i mean again i'm kind of having a, i'm in a dream spot right now like i just posted today an article writing about Devin Booker, like, I would do that. Go check it out. Anyway. Yeah, go we'll check it out. On, we'll put the link yeah. uh, on this video. And the on three, it's on on three, ksr.com, but wrote about Devin Booker. Like, I do that in my free time anyway. Like, it's nothing that I wouldn't do. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's just a which, come true. As I said, uh, we'll put it on the video. We're on video. Yeah, we have. No, we are. I mean, we had the one, there was the one video that I, I wasn't able to make it there for that you guys said that went on the YouTube, but hopefully this is going to become like a, gonna become the norm now for us so yeah, that's kind of good right it's a good that's way to make us personable i know we both have as connor said before we kind of have faces for radio but you know we're doing our best <laughs> we don't have a makeup team or anything like that but uh, we're very yeah. it's very exciting to be here exciting to start off the season and mm-hmm. coming off last year's you know how i had the, my big we can talk about it it's been enough time i blow up after the kentucky <laughs> loss that i quit quit the podcast I'm yeah yeah quit the podcast um <laughs> But in reality, I did not. Um, I couldn't talk about basketball <laughs> after that St. Peter's loss. Um, I don't think anybody could in yeah. State of Kentucky. Yeah, it, after, after I can't, that game. I still can't put it into words. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I what was, I was like. 
while I was sitting there, I was like, <laughs> I was watching that game and I was like, all right, like, look, <clears throat> I'm not going to, I wasn't going to text you anything. Like I told myself, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything to him. Like, <laughs> I know well, you've been how around me long enough. Things. You've been around yeah. me long enough. I mean, I know. Seen I've seen, I've seen the phones that you've gone through. I've seen the remotes that you've gone through. Yep. So um, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'll let him come to me in time when he's ready. Probably like five minutes after the game was over, Brady called me. And uh, <laughs> he was, that was when he was like, I'm done with the podcast. I'm done with college <laughs> basketball. And I was like, Okay, give this a couple of weeks and we'll be all right. But uh, yeah, it never came back. I was literally, I was yeah. trying to get back. You know, I love March Madness regardless. And usually I'm able to yeah. watch it after Kentucky goes out. Well, at least I usually get it to like the Elite Eight or something. But right. after that, I mean, I I saw what Shaheen Holloway every five seconds, every mm-hmm. cutaway. It was about St. Peter's and freaking. Because they kept winning too. Yeah. So you had to see the story, like no. keep going basically through the rest of the tournament. They made it all the way to the Elite Eight. And the stupid dude with the mustache. I don't even want to remember his name. What was his name? Doug Eater. <laughs> Doug Eater, yeah. He, yeah. he lived rent-free in my head, rent-free. Speaking of, uh, yeah, Shaheen Holloway at Seton Hall now. And yeah. uh, I'm sure we'll get into that more when we do some conference breakdowns. But, yeah, it's big opportunity. It's a good for them, time to be a sure. college basketball fan. A great time mm-hmm. to be a college basketball fan. There's a lot of good teams we'll get into, a lot of good teams. I think, honestly, looking through the last, you know, we're doing this three years now, crazy enough. And I think yeah. this might be the most – I don't want to say stacked, but the most like balanced it's been, where there's like yeah. at least ten teams that have legitimate chance to win it all. Like I could see ten teams by February be the number one team in the nation, which is very rare. I mean, there's obviously a couple that are in a class of their own, but you have a lot of guys. There's a lot of teams, a lot of good conferences too. I mean, like even the SEC has like seven teams that could come yeah. out of the SEC. Like it's insane. So again, yeah. a very exciting time. A lot of great players have came back. You have Oscar Sheboyd, Player of the Year, Armando Baycott, Caleb Love. I mean, there's a lot of good players that have came back. I mean, Timmy, yeah. Drew Timmy, Sasser. I mean, you have guys all over the top yeah. 25, even the top five that have came back. So mm-hmm. there's a lot to like about this college football uh, – Yeah. I mean, college basketball season. There's a lot of different uh, takes about it. If you look at multiple uh, rankings, you have some people having – usually it's, a, it's the top three that stays the same. It's usually right, sure. Carolina, Gonzaga, Houston. But after that, I mean, it's really like a coin flip. We were texting about yeah. it. We were like, I have some teams I like, but at the same time it's like, there's a you lot of good teams. Yeah. Yeah. So to speak to what you said as well, I think that we've seen um, sort of like you were saying like with the depth that we're seeing in the in conferences like the SEC. I mean, go back to like seven years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. even like five years ago, we didn't have we didn't have that in the SEC. No. I mean, Kentucky ran in the SEC. You had occasional like Florida would compete. But like um, we're seeing this this real depth now across college basketball and some par- real parity. And I think a big reason for that is um, the transfer portal and mm. guys that are coming in as maybe highly recruited guys that don't get the minutes they would have liked. I'll use Javon Quinterly as an example at Villanova, mm. right? Didn't get great minutes, transfers to Alabama, and he's been a stud. Um, he's been a leader on that Alabama team, and he, he's been great for them, and he's, and he's found his niche. So um, I think the transfer portal in that sense has been really good for creating some of that parity. And you see a lot of teams now that are going to have a chance to compete this year. And um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. Like you said, there's some, a little bit of consensus at the top, but beyond that, nobody really knows what's going to happen. So it'll be interesting and to also, see how it plays out. To touch on that as well, you have a lot of teams. It's almost like the Blue Bloods are back. I mean, if you look at just yeah. college basketball as a whole and college basketball to the average fan, now that mm-hmm. you have Carolina, Duke, 
uh, Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Indiana. I'm not missing one. Kansas. Question Indiana. really quick. Question really quick. Mm. When does Gonzaga become a, a blue blood? That's they a good question. Something first, right? Um. Yeah. yeah. And you have the whole debate of blue blood having history, right? But yeah. you kind of have the the way I like to look at it, and I think it's there's a way they've kind of talked about it. It's like the the blue bloods, the true blue bloods, have had been around yeah. for years and have dominated. Mm-hmm. But now you have this movement of teams in the last 10 years that have become basketball powerhouse on their own. And they're, mm-hmm. we need a new name for them because you have Gonzaga. I mean, even New Houston, Bloods. Sure. New Bloods, new exactly. Bloods maybe, yeah. Zags, Villanova is one of them. You, I mean, UCLA is also a blue blood mm-hmm. in the top 10 as well. Bro, yeah, like yeah. The likes of, I mean, looking down the list, you have some teams like even Auburn at this point and mm-hmm. Virginia. And these teams that have been very good for the last couple of years, yeah. last 10 years, yeah. that have made runs, you have to think that, I mean, they've done better than most blue bloods. I mean, we talk about it. Yeah. won championships since 2012. I mean, if you want to talk about new blood versus blue blood, there's been a lot of new bloods that have won since us. I mean, until last year, Kansas yeah. won one. For a while, it was they hadn't won one. Duke's been since what 2015. Yeah. Or was it 2017? Mm-hmm. Or was Duke 2015? I think Duke won 2017. Yeah, you have Duke, and then you have um, Gonzaga. Did, so Gonzaga and Virginia are two good examples of they've won. They've won recently, and maybe they don't have the same um the same depth of and the same breadth of of championships across their history the same illustrious um kind of past that programs like Kentucky and UCLA have but like you said they've enjoyed a lot of recent success and I I joke with Brady about it um I'm at a school now that's won a national championship more recently than Kentucky has which is funny to say but I mean it is it's the new bloods it's but I think you're right I think blue bloods are back I mean you look at the top of the the top of the rankings and you see the UNC's and the Kentucky's and the Kansas's and the UCLA's. So, I mean, yeah, Duke, but yeah. And also touching on that, like, again, watching a lot of SEC basketball and in turn watching a lot of basketball through this podcast and something that it's like, it has to be admitted by, you know, a fan of a blue blood like I am. There's a lot of atmospheres in college basketball that are leaps and bounds ahead of where some of them are. Like the mm. stuff at Carolina and Kentucky the atmospheres, I don't think they even compare to some of the atmospheres like at Gonzaga. Again, smaller venue. You have all that argument that goes around. Again, it's a yeah, I, I don't it know. I think, but, I think part of that's true. But, I, again, like rough, like, I mean, come on. Like, but again, you, exactly. You to have be fair, history. you've been to, you've been to Allen Fieldhouse now. Oh so my gosh, you, you saw what that atmosphere was like. So it was, the, it was the, the Blue Bloods I mean, will always have, the Blue Bloods will always have their their shine from that like, perspective. Again, like when Kentucky yeah. like goes, when Kentucky like goes to it's like when a football, like when Kentucky goes to like Tennessee or something in football, where it's like this is a real atmosphere that has to have, you know, real preparation. That you could, it used to be like, well, if the football team's not good, then maybe Auburn fans come out, or like if Bama football is a way that we, then maybe they'll go out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if they're not playing, sure. but now it's like Bama, Bama sells out their arena and they're still good at football. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. a great example of the growth of college basketball, and I think they're doing a great job of it. All of it is getting no a doubt. lot more, a lot more of it televised, and mm. you know. Having them dominate like the ESPNs, the ABCs, all that. Not ABCs, mm. like the ESPNs, uh, CBSs, and stuff like that. But sure. again, yeah. I think in my little early prediction, just on the season as a whole, before we get into like you know the intricacies of the teams, right? I think we have a really good season brewing. I think we're all ready just for a. Last year was great, but we're all ready for just a classic college basketball season with mayhem. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's some guys in this. There's, there's some freshmen too that are going to have that yeah. impact of like, dang, like mm-hmm. that's a dog. And yeah. again, you have returners that are very good that you get like we're able to get used to players in college basketball now. Like Drew Timmy, yeah. 
has been the best part in college basketball, arguably, the last three years. For years, back. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And, yeah. you know, you have someone like – like a great example as well, Virginia. Vanderpaws was awesome at OU. Now, will he have next year have gone, I don't know, overseas or something like that? Yeah, sure. But yeah. now he can make a move to a team that has some kind of reput- reputability, get out on a, yeah. you know, grander stage. Yeah. And now that's something we, we're used to. We saw him in the tournament. Now we're uh-huh. seeing him at Virginia. So it's like – Yeah. It's a very cool – uh on a circle that college basketball is at right now. And I'm actually very excited. I don't go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you, you want to hear something crazy? You know, who's, mm. you know, who's, who's still on Virginia. You probably don't know this. Cause I remember last year, I remember last year we were recording this exact podcast where we previewed the top 25 and mm. Virginia was number 25 last year. to open the season. And I questioned, I like, like asked while we were recording, I know who it is. I was like, I was like, is he still on the team? Go I think ahead. I know who it is. It's a KA Clark. It's Kia Clark, yeah, and he's on the team again this year. That's so you're right. We we get used to these guys, and I mean we've we've seen them through and through. Now I actually I I I know I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I I went to the ACC tournament, um, the second round I believe at at, Bar- at Barclays last year. Yeah, and I watched Virginia play, and um, I'm looking forward to it again this year. But man, it sure is a lot of. A lot of defense, a lot of low scoring. And I actually watched yeah. them lose to North Carolina. So it's cool to watch the North Carolina team uh, that ended up making the championship, of course. But, yeah. It is wild now that you're kind of going from a, even the last couple of years, like not not the last couple of years, but the last – Yeah, yeah. You know, like 10 years of being an Illinois fan. Illinois is kind of not known, but they have played a more of a, you know, up-paced kind of brand of basketball. I mean, you yeah, get – Yeah, higher you have a, for sure. And now you're here with Virginia, which is like the epitome of, you know – 80s basketball like defense slowed down yep yep which again it's worked you can say all you want but they've won a championship yeah. you can talk yeah. all you want about it being lame or being not fun to watch being bad for college basketball it doesn't matter they mm-hmm. win yeah and it's hard for these teams like again i'm gonna go back to the sec because again it's where i'm it's where my niche is you have a team like bama and arkansas high tempo high pace athletes can yep. shoot do all this stuff you put them against virginia and on a neutral court in march they're playing a different game game of basketball yeah it's not what they're yeah. used to so both teams are trying to force each other out of their games. And so, yeah, it's, it creates a lot of very interesting matchups unique for sure. But yeah. Oh, wow. My, I had NBA on the background. I just like my TV's having a spasm. <laughs> That's wild. Who are you watching? Yeah. What game you got? I had the Bucks. I had the Bucks Nets on. I was going to sh- uh, say real quick, talking about Virginia, shout out DeAndre Hunter. I've, I've seen, he's been playing pretty well for the Hawks. Oh yeah. Especially. No, this also, year. We both have been hot, talking about so, how yeah. we're kind of, we're kind of both in the NBA mode right now. Both watch. Yeah. It's a good. It's we're both, yeah, we're we're kind of our have fix. basketball back yeah. for sure. Well, I think we can go ahead and jump in and get. Uh, yep, let's do 10. it. Well, I think we should lose to the top ten. Maybe we'll see how where this is running lengthwise. But. Yeah. Or let's. How about we do this? I think this is what we did last year. Um, let's start maybe. Let's start from the bottom because I kind of like working our way up. I like um, that. And we'll, we'll go through the. Well, at the bottom, we'll go through kind of faster. Um, and then when we get to the top ten, we can talk a little more at length. But also keep in mind, um, we're planning on doing the conference previews, and in those we'll like really get into the the teams and the anatomy of the teams uh, yeah. a little bit more in depth. So yeah. So right now we can start. I'll just go ahead because again, you you um, have a lot better of a mind about it in the off season. I kind of when I get into I get into it hard, but you you kind of follow it better than I do. Again, I follow Kentucky really. I just yeah, I, I follow some of the transactional elements of exactly. it that are more so, than like the nitty gritty. But yeah. So we can. I'll read them off. You give me your little take. Um, I'll tell you if I have anything to say about them. Yep. Um, but starting off, we'll start with the AP. Uh, and you can tell me if you just don't even think they should be on there. But a 25, the AP has Texas Tech. Oh, hold on. I'm going to call. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Texas Tech number five. Um, yeah, so this is an interesting one, right? Because um, with Texas Tech, we saw actually, and I'm sure I'll talk about him later, but uh, Terrence Shannon transferred out, of course, to Illinois, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about. Um, but yeah, we saw Terrence Shannon transfer out. We saw Kevin McClure transfer out. And um, you know, this was obviously a very competitive team last year. I was very hopeful that they were going to give Duke a run in the tournament um, when they played. Obviously, it didn't come to fruition, but it's still a very good team. And I still think Mark Adams is a very good coach. Um, they do re- uh, return Kevin Obinor. Um, but aside from that, they're not returning that much. Um, I believe that – okay, I'm going to go through some of the guys that have left – that departed from them from last year's team. Bryson Williams, Terrence Shannon Jr., Kevin McCuller, Davion Warren, Adonis Arms. All of those guys average over eight and a half points per game. Only guy that they have coming back averaging over five points per game is Kevin Obenor, 10 points per game. Um, and they do bring in some good talent recruiting, right? They had, mm. um, I believe, one guy in ESPN's top top 100. But even at that, and uh, again, some good some good transfers as well. Fardaz, Imok, I think Kentucky was looking at him from Utah Valley. Um, yeah. Solid transfer. I think he might be hurt, though, so that's something to watch. Um, and a couple other guys, Davion Harmon from Oregon. And I think they will gel, and this will be a team that will sort of be a fringe top 25 team. But I definitely don't think we're going to see what we saw last year and in, in the past couple of years from Texas Tech. I just don't know from a talent perspective. And they always play above sort of the level that people might expect um, from them with what their talent is at. But mm. I think that maybe they take a step back a little bit. But I don't think – 25 is unfair. So I think I kind of agree with you on that. Um, again, this uh, 25, you know, you have like a ton of teams that are in that you yeah, know, area. We have yeah. like the Purdue's, the Yukons, the Miami's, and then Michigan State, Florida. So you have all these teams that could kind of, you could put anywhere in that 25. I think 25 is really just about with tech. It's about can Mark Adams continue the magic that he had last year? Yeah. Now, exactly. Again, it was a big storyline with the Chris Beard leaving to Texas, the rival, and then you have Adams step up, and it's like, um, can they stay at that level they're at? Because Texas Tech basketball under um under oh, my blank on his name, I literally just said it. No yeah. Texas coach. Oh, Texas coach. Yeah, Chris I, I just had Sorry. his name. Yeah. I, I, it's already starting the brain fog that happens in this podcast. But yeah, with Texas Tech on our beard, they were very very good. And they competed with Kansas. Yeah, yeah. In the big in the Big Twelve as a legitimate threat. And um, mm. once he left for Texas again, took a boatload of money. Um, yeah. It was kind of like Texas Tech kind of – we kind of thought they were in fall face to earth. Not as like yeah. a bad thing, but Tech's really not known yeah. as being a very big basketball program. And mm-hmm. Adams kind of stepped up to the plate. It was like, no, nah, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Those guys they stayed in-house for that hire, exactly. which is very interesting, but it worked out well for them. I agree. So, again, you have a lot of guys leaving, which can obviously lead a big hole. But, again, if, if mm-hmm. you believe in the coach, mm-hmm. and obviously if they're 25, they have talent. Like, yep. So they've, they've brought in transfers. The talent's mm-hmm. there. If the coaching's there in college basketball – Coach can make up for talent in college basketball. It really can. Yeah. NBA, yeah. I don't know if it can. In some other sports, college football, you know, so at some level it can. But again, if you sure. have, if you throw a college, basketball, college yeah. football coach on out with Alabama's roster, I think they're going to make the college football playoff. That's not going to happen in basketball. It really is mm-hmm. about coaching if your coach can get you to where you need to go. And I think Mark Adams can do that. I don't know if it was lightning in the bottle. I think he's genuinely a good coach. They obviously yeah. respect him a lot. So I think Texas Tech is a really good sleeper at 25. We'll dive into them more and we'll get into a Big 12 preview. But yeah. moving on to 24, we're staying in our home state for the first time. We're on to Dayton, the Dayton Flyers at 24. Where Dayton Connor Flyers. actually saw the first four. Yes. Almost courtside, which was awesome. At UD. But yeah. Yes, that was awesome. 
very that was cool. yeah, so yeah, yeah our 10th yeah. man our 10th man uh 10th man scouting trip yeah yes, that, that was, was very fun very cool experience shout out yeah, mrs birdwell for uh yeah, for goat. supplying us with the tickets goat. that was an so unforgettable big. experience but yeah they all right flag, we had some uh technical difficulties zoom um, tried but... to charge me no i'm going on a rant zoom <laughs> okay. tried to charge me 80 dollars yeah. to not have a to not <laughs> stop recording it said so it's like 40 minutes at the top when we started and we were like all right maybe yeah. like it was like a top golf yeah and they're like oh it's an hour all right here you get that for five bucks i get i get the notification it's like do you want to stop the meeting it's about to end i was like all right let me click on this like to extend it and it yeah. was like your card 80 dollars like 80 bucks yeah we don't have the revenue stream for that no, right now brother <laughs> KSR better give us some beans, bro, because they don't give me that much to write my articles, bro. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, we don't, we don't have the sponsor sponsorships for that yet. But yeah, uh, hopefully we're good now. Uh, we're recording from my computer, and I don't think that there's like a time limit. That Does yours have a time limit at the top? No, it does at? not. Okay. So Hopefully we'll rock. be okay. We're just going to have to splice together these two audios. But um, I think we're just going to start from the top. We were talking about Dayton, right? 24 Dayton. Yeah, 24 Dayton. So yeah, as we were saying, Brady and I got to visit UD. It's actually a very, it's a very nice arena. I mean, yeah, like it's very cool. It's a decent size. Um, it's nice. I think they've they've I think they've done like done some renovations to it like somewhat recently. Um, but it's updated. It's super nice arena. Um, great fans. We know a lot of people there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really high on Dayton. Honestly, I think they're one of the. In my opinion, Dayton is one of the. I mean, you can't really you can't really call them a mid major. The A ten is like pretty big, but they're one of the non power six conference teams outside of Gonzaga. That's one of my favorites um, to actually really make a run this year. Um, they returned Duran Holmes, who was a stud last year. Duran Holmes, um, Tumani Kamara, and Malachi Smith. Their top three returning scorers. They didn't have any huge major losses, and they did bring in a top one hundred recruit. So. I'm pretty high on Dayton. I like Dayton as a team. Um, I, I, I may be forgetting somebody, but I, I think that they should, they should definitely have the upper hand in the A10. Um, so yeah, I like Dayton a lot. Um, they're a very my good big team. thing with yeah, this. When I was doing some research and stuff, remembering seeing Dayton last year is that Dron Holmes at Rose was the number 48 player in the nation when he committed to Dayton. Yeah. So he was a very, yeah. he was a four star recruit, a very highly recruited guy. Yeah. I was back after averaging about 11 points. I think he's gonna have a breakout year. I think he'd be a top yeah. ten sophomore in the nation, which is kind of wild to say. Yeah, but absolutely. That's the kind of talent in the A10 that will not again, not to say A10 is not very good, but again, that's the type of talent that could take you far. Yeah, so, for sure. So I think that Dayton is a very good basketball team. I think they're well coached, and I think that they might move up into that top fifteen eventually. I'm not sure if they'll have an Obi Toppin type of year. You hope right. for Dayton fans they will because after you know, the one COVID, year, yeah. So one year they had the great year. You have a COVID cancellation. It's like, yeah. Well, hope they get back. But again, you have Dron Holmes, who probably Absolutely. who committed the year after. Well, he came in the year after that. So yeah. maybe yeah. it'll be some good kind of mojo that he was kind of what yeah. came after, and he can save them. Not save them. Bring to the promised land for the first time. So yeah, pretty he's a player. Dating. Yeah, he's a player that I can see playing in the NBA. Like no doubt. Oh, yeah. Like if you look at if you look at him as like a he's he's kind of like a he's very lanky. Like he's he's sort of. Seems like he fits the prototypical modern NBA build. Um, and, I mean, as he comes back for, I think this is his second year, um, he's only mm. going to improve and he's only going to keep getting better. And I think he's going to contribute a lot for them. So, yeah, I, I like Dayton a lot. 
So let me go move on to twenty three. This is where you can oh, have your time. Oh, to who's twenty three? Who's twenty three? Um, I'm not sure. It depends where your allegiance is. You you can't claim two teams. I'm joking. You got the fighting line. I will say. I will say. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get this out of the way. Um, unequivocally, Illinois is still my number one, without a okay. doubt. Illinois is still my number one. Not even close. Illinois and Virginia. I will playing. absolutely root for Virginia over the rest of college basketball. That's not the Illinois fighting line. The Illinois is still easily okay. One. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, like I can't that give point. that up. Yeah. But I'm still gonna make those jokes throughout that if Virginia's doing better, but like, eh, Connor's new team, bandwagon, bandwagon work, bandwagon. All right, yeah, uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I, if they do, if they play well, I'm gonna get into them. But Illinois is still first, I mean, for sure. If you pay tuition, you can be, a, you can pay to be a fan. It's fine. Oh, that's I'm fair. doing it right yeah, now. I like that. I like I'm doing that it right now. Yeah. I mean, I always got crapped on for being a Kentucky fan, not from Kentucky. Well, now I'm a student, so go to university. Go, you're paying tuition. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So go ahead about your fighting line. I'll let you get your 20 minutes out of the way. <laughs> I'm gonna keep this. I'm not. I'm gonna be try to be succinct here. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go overboard. Hopefully, when we when we get into some conference previews, maybe I'll talk about them a little bit more, just so we can keep rolling with this. But uh, yeah, I'm really high on this team. I'm gonna be honest, and mm-hmm. it's tough because you look at the anatomy a little bit. And first off, I want to get out of the way. John Rothstein has us at like 37 or something. That's yeah, ridiculous. And, and Jeff Goodman has you at 25. Yeah, I mean, okay, 25, okay, that's fair. 23, that's fair. There's a lot of questions. Because when you do look at the anatomy of this team, here's what I would say. I've looked at a lot of teams, right, that are like, they're either losing a lot of guys to transfers, like you look at the Texas Tech. They're losing a lot of guys to transfers, or like an LSU, something like that. And then you see teams that are sort of building their teams, like bringing a lot of transfers. Illinois, you have both. You have a lot of guys leaving to like, that were seniors, and you have a lot of guys coming in that are transfers. You have a super high turnover rate mm-hmm. our highest returning score don't get me wrong coleman hawkins is going to be a pivotal part of the scene one of the mm-hmm. biggest one of the biggest critical factors in in our success huge to have him come back he is our returning leading scorer however and he averaged 5.9 points per game last year which welcome is nothing to, to stop fandom welcome to, yeah, welcome to Kentucky fandom. <laughs> it, it is sort of i mean it's nothing to scoff at but i'll i'll run through the losses really quick Kofi Coburn, 20.9 points per game. It hurt. It, I, shout out Kofi. He's playing in He's playing in Japan now. Oh, that's so good. Hopefully his Japanese is good. Get the bag in Japan, Kofi, but she's got a question. Like, I, no disrespect because I'll always support him, but, like, he probably could have made more in NIL money at oh, Illinois. Yeah. And his rationale was, no, I don't of course, he wanted to bet on himself. And he did get – like, I mean, he played in the summer league with the Jazz, but it's like – at the end of the day, like, he had another year. Like, well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. It's, it hurts joking. It hurts a lot to lose him. And if we had him, I mean, I think I think we're probably top 10, right? I don't think mm-hmm. that's a stretch to say if, if he's no. back, we're probably in the top 10 on this rankings. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Wish him nothing but the best. Um, I'll keep going. Other departed. Alfonso Plummer, 14.6 points per game. Very big in our short, our uh, abbreviated tournament run. But I'm still, not going to lie. I yeah. never through this entire time being on this podcast, I never knew his first name was Alfonso. Yeah, that's a bozo. Yeah, incredible first shooter, name. incredible shooter. Um, Trent Frazier, eleven point six points per game. He's he was of course a senior. Um, and Jacob Grandison, nine point six points per game. Transferred to Duke, should probably projects to be in Duke starting five, but still our top. Um, and Andre Curbelo as well, seven point five points per game. Uh, transferred mm-hmm. to St. John. So our top five uh, scores from last year are all departed, which is tough. But then you look at the positive. Mm-hmm. Coleman Hawkins returns 5.9 points per game. 
RJ Melendez, the sophomore, our top recruit from last year, 3.8 points per game. But you saw him, him flash in the tournament. And again, our short mm. run of the tournament. But you saw him flash. I've seen a lot of lists that have him as one of the one of the top like 10, 15, whatever breakout candidates for this year in college basketball. And I don't disagree at all. I think RJ Melinda is super talented. He has that chance to really break out this year and he should be absolutely in our starting five. Mm. Um, we returned Luke Goody, another one of our top trainers from last year. Um, news broke, of course, uh, the other day in our scrimmage with Kansas. Um, he sustained a foot injury. So he's going to have to have surgery and he's going to be out for the first half of the season, which really hurts us, especially from a shooting perspective. But we should have him for the end of the season end of conference play, conference tournament and such. So he will be big as well. And then you look at the the new guys that are coming in. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to get into. Sky Clark. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything, but he's our top recruit that we bring in. Um, I'll just put it this way. He's man the this point. Way. He's taking over I'll the reins. I'll put it this way. Yeah. I'll put it Go this ahead. way. Again, love Sky Clark. He's yeah. the first committee in, the, in this coming class when yeah. he committed to Kentucky. I've watched a lot of Sky Clark. A great person. A great yeah. guy. I will never say anything bad about Sky Clark. Mm. And I okay. hope he's really well. Sounds he's like you're about injured. to. Like, yeah. No, no, no. He's yeah. been injured a lot. In high school, he was injured a lot. And he's been to yeah. – he played at multiple teams in high school, Mont yeah. all these different – but yeah. I don't think that's because of like a – I don't think it's because of a personality thing that you nah, see a lot nah. when these guys go to yeah. five different high schools. Yeah. Like there's just family moving and stuff like that yeah. and playing higher competition, getting right. injured, yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Sure. But I will say, I think he'll be really good at Illinois. Mm-hmm. But I think that he saw the writing on the wall at Kentucky where he knew that his role wasn't going to be what it was when he committed, which is fair. When you get a case in Wallace, when you have guys come back, when you have a severe wheeler come back, that's what's going to happen. But you go to a place like Illinois, I think he could really, really, really flourish because, again, when um, Cabello leaves, when uh, yeah. Frazier leaves, yeah. you're leaving a big hole into a backcourt. It's very, keys are in your hand, kid. Yeah, exactly. he's man in point. He's the guy. And here's the thing. Early, right off the Sky bat. Clark is that he can shoot the lights out, but again, he's yeah. a very streaky shooter. That was always the concern with him. He's not very – he's kind of a big, stocky guy, but he's not very tall. But he can pass really well and he can handle the mm. ball. Yeah. So on a team that brings in Maher from Baylor, yep. who can shoot the lights out and play yeah. fourth fiddle on a Baylor team. Man, I'm excited I really like him. I really like him in, at Illinois' yeah. offense. And a guy like Terrence Chan Jr., that is yeah. unequivocally one of my favorite players in college basketball to watch. It's so explosive, yeah. Explosive, and he also can defend his butt off. Oh, we have yeah. a team that, if need be, they have guys. They have five guys that can defend their butts off and win a game. Yeah. So I actually yeah. really like this Illinois team a lot. I love Sky Clark genuinely. Yeah. Again, will it, will he be great at first? I don't know. He hasn't played in a couple of years, like yeah. a sustained season. Yeah, but I think that he's one of those guys that I've actually studied a lot and watched a lot of because again, I thought he was gonna be a wildcat. He was a wildcat for a little bit. And I think he's going to be a dog at Illinois. And I yeah. think that the coaching staff will do a really good job of integrating him into an offense that will kind of be a lot different than it was last year. I mean, you don't have that yeah. center at Kofi anymore that is mm-hmm. – It's not just feeding the paint, yeah. I don't want to say clogging up the middle because of, of a player like that, it's like Oscar. You're not clogging up the middle. Yeah, it's right. It's more top than Top five player yeah. college basketball. Right, right, right. But it opens up the offense where, you know what, you can do things that you couldn't do when Kofi's in the game. Mm. And with Mayer can run the 4-5, you have Mayer or 5 you know, yeah. some of those guys you've been talking about. Yeah. You have Terrence in there, Sky Clark, all these guys. You have an explosive offense. Yeah. So I think Illinois has a lot of different hands they can play. I think mm. it might take them a little bit to get used to it. I think there might be some early season, I don't want to say punkings, but early season reactions to Illinois that'll yeah. 
falling down a little bit, but I think by March, Illinois is going to be a four or five seed that no one's going to want to see. So I'm going to ask my most nice things I've said about I Illinois. I like that prediction. That was, yeah, that was nice. That was very nice. Yeah. I, I, I sincerely appreciate that. It was uh, well studied too. I was pretty well studied. Yeah. By yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 that was, that was, that was very well spoken, but yeah, I'll just leave it with a couple more, a few more things. Quick points. The biggest questions I've seen around Sky Clark, of course, you brought it up coming back off this injury, right? Here's what mm. I'll say. In Coach Fletch, we trust. Coach Adam Fletcher, guy nobody talks about, our strength and conditioning coach. Kofi mm-hmm. Coburn went into the NBA draft combine. I don't want to misquote it, but his percent body fat was some, like, Something ridiculous, insane. It was like, like, single it was like digit. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's Coach Fletch. And that's what all these guys say. And Sky has been tweeting about it. And you've seen him in – and, again, we, we, we can't know for sure yet. We haven't seen him in, in game action – but you've seen him start to get that explosiveness back and look like himself before his injury. And so that's been great to see. I have a lot of high hopes for Sky. Like you At said, time it's going to be tough to get that chemistry. But, yeah. He was an explosive player when he was so highly rated when yeah. he was a five-star top ten. It was, it was yeah. explosive. But at the same time, he plays with a pace that reminds me, again, always upset that I'm not yeah. this podcast, the pace that reminds me of Shea. Just My the way favorite. that Shea yeah. – of the way that Shea manages the game. But you can say it about a lot of – I love Shea, yeah. Basketball. Of course. But – when you have that injury, it kind of forces you to see the game a little bit slower. You have to, yeah. you know, go about things differently. I think they can really help out Sky. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not saying he's going to come back better than he was. He should. Yeah. He's older yeah. now. But yeah, there's a lot of good things to like about it that's happening in Champaign. And I think fans mm-hmm. should be excited. I mean, you lose Kofi, but you got a new team. And you got a Underwood's a Underwood's a great coach. So Yeah. Yeah. Last, last thing. Um, like you said, Terrence Shannon, Matthew Meyer. That's huge. Two guys from the Big 12. Um, we're going to be running a lineup of a lot of wings probably four guys or, or yeah. And at times will be sky and four wings. I mean, it'll be, it'll be a smaller lineup on aggregate. Like we won't have the big center, um, but it's, it's a lot of lanky guys, like guys that can spread the floor. So that's going to be, I think that's going to be big in, um, in kind of defining what this team's character is. We bring in four, four star freshmen, Ty mm. Rogers, Jaden Epps, sincere Harris. And, um, Sincere Harris is such an awesome name, by the it's, way. It's such a cool name. Um, excuse me. Okay, Sky. Sky being the fourth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sky, Ty, uh, Jaden Epps, Sincere Harris. You bring in those four freshmen, and you bring in uh, Dane Danger, who will likely be our center when we uh, when we run sets with the true center. He's a transfer from Baylor, but he sat on our bench last year. He didn't play. He sat out last year um, coming from Baylor, so he's played with Matthew Meyer. And mm-hmm. – He's a guy that I've heard. He's been working with Coach Fletch. And he, in the gym last year, people were saying that he absolutely has the capability to take over the reins of the center position. He may not be Kofi, but I think he's going to get the job done for us. And I think once mm-hmm. this team really starts to gel and starts to gain chemistry playing together, um, I think they can be really impactful. Last thing, mm-hmm. I promise. I know I've said that like five times. But last thing, we scrimmaged Kansas. Mm-hmm. I heard that the two most impressive players coming out of the scrimmage – Kevin McCuller, Texas Tech transfer to Kansas. Mm-hmm. Terrence Shannon Jr., Texas Tech transfer Texas to Illinois. Transfer. So take with that yeah. what you will. But, yeah. Kind of goes back to our point of can uh, Adams coach. Seems like he can. Yep. yep. But going to our first team that I have a negative – I don't say negative because we've been so high on the first three teams. I kind of want to – I don't want to, but yeah. it's kind of out. You got to. Number 22, yeah. Michigan. Number 22, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. The Juwan Howard experience. Go ahead. The Hunter Dickinson experience, the dude that we both hate with a burning passion. Yeah. Yeah. So annoying to watch play basketball. Yeah. Are they good? Yes. Yeah. Will they 
like be successful in the Big Ten, probably. Yeah. But do I think they're the twenty third best team in the nation? I don't think so at all. So I'll let you speak on that. They lost a lot. I mean, here's what I'll say. They lost a lot. And Dickinson's gonna be great. Um, I don't wanna say anything anything bad because I know it's gonna bite me um as soon as like we play them. But um and we've been successful against them lately. Knock on wood. Um, but they are a good team, but they did lose a lot. They lost, um, of course, Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate. A lot of people thought mm-hmm. Musa Diabate was going to come back. He left. They lost Eli Brooks. They lost Devontae Jones. So those are some tough losses. They do return Hunter Dickinson, him being the one primary returner uh, that they bring back. And they bring in a lot of really talented recruits and a couple solid transfers as well. So Michigan's going to be good. But I think you're right that maybe 22, there are some questions. So uh, we'll have to see kind of how they play out. I, I, I will say they're – they're definitely not my favorite team in the Big Ten, or the team I think is the best in the Big Ten, I should say. But, yeah. And their big one, uh, their big recruit, they have two. I'm um, looking at this. They have Jet, uh, yeah. Tyrese Reed at 35. Howard. Uh, center. Power forward center, 6'10", so I'll get that to you. Right. And then, yeah, Jet Howard, what did I say? Yeah. Huh? And then Jet Howard. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, Jet, yeah, Howard. Jet Howard at 42. Jet Howard's so good, yeah. Jet Howard from IMG. So they have some good – there's some good recruits mm-hmm. coming in. But, again, Michigan. Joe Llewellyn, you know, too from Princeton transfer. Yeah. He is a stud. He's going to be tough. I think he's going to be good for them. But again, you have John Howard. So it's a big thing to be recruiting, right? He can recruit anybody. Mm-hmm. He can recruit well. And we've seen it, but looking at the top 25, I mean, that's the top 10 recruiting from last season. They're not in the top 10. Yeah. So what else for 2023? Hold up. They might be. In the they, top I think they have to be in the top. They have some okay. really solid recruits. You can go. I think I might've messed that up. Hold up. Recruiting team rankings. They have three guys in ESPN's top 60 recruits. Let's see where they fall. 2022. Oh, prove me right. They're 11. I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Okay. It's still, it's still a good one. class. They're, yeah, they're, okay. they're, they're going to be good. I think, I honestly think, I, again, I, I, I hate to say this, but I, I think with as little as we know right now, especially 22 is, 22 is fair for them. Um, I'm not, I'm honestly probably, more happy that they're ahead of us i'd rather like like last year illinois we came in with a lot of high hopes and we kind of got uh brought down to earth very quickly i'd rather come in like closer to that bottom of the top 25 a little bit i think for this year and have to earn it so um yeah i, I don't think 22 is super unfair and then 21 you have a team that's actually that i've seen a lot mm-hmm. of discrepancy between rankings you have oregon who came off a rough yeah. year last year yeah but can I talk about the ducks yeah. Yeah, no, Oregon. Um, Oregon, I think last year I said that they were overrated, and they were. Yeah. Um, that was one of my maybe few, like, one of the few good takes that I had last year in this preseason preseason talk. I'm, I'm going to say it again. They do have Will Richardson back, and um, he's really good, but I still don't think that they're – they're as good as everybody hypes them up to be. I think they they did suffer from a lot of injuries last year that probably derailed their campaign a little bit early. And I know that they bring in um, Kalel Ware, who's like a top 10 recruit this year, and he's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, I still, as on aggregate, I I don't really see it. I don't think that they're like, they're at that elite level of play in the country Um with some of the other teams that we've just been talking about. So I don't know. I think 21 is a little high for them. I, I to be quite honest, I probably wouldn't have them ranked for now. I think we need to see more for them before, uh, before we go there. So for me, the big question mark for this is a senior 
mm. that I saw a lot of mm. in high school and kept track of very closely because he was almost a Kentucky commit. And he has not panned out mm. really at all for the Ducks yet. And that's in Who's Farley that? Dante. Okay. And okay. Farley Dante, I was looking back at it, just kind of want to check. So I thought, it was, I thought he was a five-star, but I was like, sometimes you get that mix of like 30 to 40. Right, sure. He was number 15 player in the nation. Wow. In 2018-19. In yeah, I did not know that. Five-star. He's senior with, this with year? With his final yeah, five like of Oregon, yeah. Kansas, LSU – no, Oregon, Kentucky, LSU, Kansas, Oklahoma State. He's supposed to be really, really good, right? Mm. Averaged eight and six last year. Mm. So, you have that push coming. On an Oregon team that was thirsty for talent, for exactly. that wanted a guy desperately to, to fill that uh, key scoring role. So. so, again, how good can he be? Yeah. And I think that's a big question for Oregon. I don't think they're a top 25 team at all. Yeah. I've seen so them at, like, on – yeah, uh, Jeff Goodman's side switch team is there at 15. You know, I think that is a lot, a lot to do with Will, Will, <laughs> Will Richardson. He's good, but that's crazy. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, I think that is crazy. In my um, opinion, I don't know. 15, 15 is wow. Maybe they'll prove so me wrong. We're both, we'll see. We're both lower than Ducks there. I like that shirt, by yeah. the way. Thank you. I saw that's a Patagonia, Virginia shirt. At number 20, you have Nate Oates and Co. The most okay. fun team to watch in college basketball, yes. I say. I, lo- I kind of love that. <laughs> yep. The Alabama yeah. Crimson Tide. It's tougher for you, you know, SEC uh, yeah, it is, rivalry, but, but so they're, fun still, to watch. they're so fun to watch. They really are. Nate Oates, too. I mean, yeah. You want to talk about them, SEC team? You, you well, can start? with them, it's kind of the big thing of Quinterly, right? You have Quinterly yep. coming back. and, and, the, no, and He's the probably Oates their biggest offense. returning piece, yeah? I'm not, oh, yeah. I don't think I'm missing anybody. It's probably Quinterly because um, they, they, they lose what? They lose Shackelford. They lose Keon Ellis. They lose – J.D. Davison. Dave Davison was what I was thinking about. Yeah. He's gone. J.D. Davison did but, go. So, I think Quinterly is their top returning then piece. You have Quinterly coming back, and you have a yep. team that's dominated by guards, right? Mm-hmm. And the big one I'm looking at, because, again, it's kind of becoming a theme. Guys that were recruited by Kentucky, they didn't get. Mm-hmm. 21-21, McDonald's All-American, and consensus five-star prospect, yeah. number one point guard of the nation. Yeah. Jane Bradley. Yeah. Now, Jane Bradley can play. He can play. Well, IMG. Another IMG yeah. guy we're, we're talking about. That's a backcourt that you want to talk about. You got Bradley and Quinterly. Well, I think that a guy like Quinterly that's kind of been around the reins of college basketball, again, being a Virginia yep. with Jay Wright when he was there, not being able to carve out a niche his freshman year after coming yep. with a lot of expectation. Going to yep. Bama and sitting behind two guards that are really, really good mm-hmm. and then kind of still finding his niche. And now uh, it's yep. his team. Yeah, You're able to take Jaden Bradley in and be like, you know what? The first couple games might not be too great, right? Mm-hmm. But I believe in you. We can form a backcourt through that is insane and reach yeah. hell for the for the SEC. Yeah, and I think Jay Bradley's the X factor again. You don't want to say it's easy to say all oh, the five star freshmen the X factor, mm-hmm. but I think it's more about if he can handle the ball with the way we we've seen him. I mean, at IMG he was incredible. Yeah, if he can handle the ball and pass and play mm-hmm. make, that sets up clearly to do some of the things that he was able to do last year when he had those guys next to my JV JD right. Davidson and Shackleford that kind of opened up an offense that I think they can have again. Yeah. So Alabama's a very, very fun team to watch. Now, yeah. can they defend? Can they rebound? These are things that, that we have seen them not be able to do in the SEC tournament, mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. So right. I think that's something that NATO's will stretch, though, because he's a great coach. Yeah. So, a couple more things. Obviously. They also bring in Brandon Miller, right? Brandon mm-hmm. Miller is a recruit. So Miller and Bradley coming together. That's credit NATO it's for, for doing that. And two also interesting transfers to point out. Um, I know our friend uh, Jaden that goes to OU was upset about this one, but Mark Sears, who averaged mm-hmm. 19.6 points per game last year, OU transferred to Alabama. 
So I think it'll be interesting. I think Sears will probably get a lot of time in the backcourt early in the year. Um, and I think they'll work Jaden Bradley and more, especially um, to prepare him for if he stays taking a bigger role next year. Um, so they, him and then um, as well, a transfer from your um, your early favorite team last year, the Bonnies, Dominic Welch. <laughs> they literally screwed me. I don't want to talk about the environment anymore. I was so high on Well, all their guys transferred, so we'll probably hit a couple more Bonnie transfers, Dominic Welsh being the first one. But, yeah, I, Bamba, I mean, talk there's a ton that. of talent there. Yeah. So, I think we're both high. We've, we've agreed on every one so far, which is kind yeah, of rare for us. We'll but probably get this in it. We'll probably, yeah, we'll probably have a couple. Uh, and then a couple at 19, I'm going to be honest, I generally don't know anything about this team. Okay. I know they let were good last year. Can, let me see what I can help you with if I can. And they almost – and I can't remember what they did in the tournament <laughs> oh, at all. I think I know who this is. I, I'm – if it's who I think it is, I'm, I'm – Try and guess. Uh, is it San Diego State? Yep. Okay, good. See, yeah. Same brain. No, I mean, last year, I think we – I think that – I don't think that they were this high last year, but they – No. Last year, they were like um, – there was like a lot of hype about them. And um, I – I didn't buy it last year. Um, everybody like had them as a trendy pick in the tournament. I don't know what it, like I have against San Diego State. I don't know if it's something like deeply internalized. Um, Home of Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I I just can never ride with San Diego State. I I had them losing the first round, which they did in the tournament last year. Because um, I know they spotted me because I know I had them win. Yeah, a lot of people had them going far, and I don't know. I still just I don't think they're that good. No. <laughs> Call me crazy, Who's coach? but like. I would put Dayton ahead of them for sure. Um, Who's that coach? Oh, hold on. It's somebody that's been – I feel like it's somebody that's been there for a while. It's like – I don't Isn't know. Isn't some old guy? Yeah. Isn't yeah. He being above? No, it's 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 somebody that's been there for a while. I don't – I can't Brian Dutcher. It is. Yeah, yeah Brian yeah, Dutcher. Yeah. He's yeah. old. Okay, but yeah. Is that a football coach or is a basketball coach? Freddie Hokes um, is their football coach. Funny enough. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Wow. Fall from grace a little bit, but yeah, no um, shared name. Kind of yeah, I'm not very yeah. high on them either way. We can either uh, raffle about them anymore. And uh, I think they lost Trey Pulliam as well, who's one of their. I don't think he was their leading scorer, but he was he was one of them. So yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna be honest. I don't think they yeah. should probably be ranked either. And maybe I'm maybe I'm a little too harsh, um, just because they're kind of a not a traditionally higher program. But yeah, I don't. So see you that. got eight, eighteen, your Cavs. Virginia. Oh, What's yes, the buzz yes. like on campus? 18. Yeah, there's definitely some tangible buzz. Um, no, nah, not really. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it is funny, like, it is funny, like, seeing, um, like, athletes, like, legitimate Division one athletes around. Um, and it's kind You're of funny. Me, dude. I've been seeing, yeah. I saw last year, I'd always see Oscar Sheboy. I always told the story. I always saw him on a freaking bird scooter. I saw him when I'm I was like, there with you for the LSU like, game. Bro, we, we saw him drive by the bird. Yeah. Bro, you just had 30 and 15 against some mid-major, bro. <laughs> yeah. And now you're just riding on a bird scooter like I am trying to go to class. 30 I and see, 15 on SEC teams, yeah. too. I see, I see Antonio Reeves every oh, really? single day coming out of the student center. Okay. He always has a Versace backpack. He's always wearing like <laughs> – he's always wearing – he's wearing some kind of dry fit. That's not yeah. Nike, like some kind of designer dry fit. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you're sick. Oh, you're yeah. cool. Yeah. Dripping on everybody. Yeah. We can no, talk about your calves I, a little bit. Yeah. So um one interesting thing here, it's kind of funny. All of it is a very like hilly campus, um, for the most part. Um all like all of the athletes have mopeds. 
they all drive mopeds around the campus and it's so weird like they like just like park them like outside class areas a lot of them have like virginia like stylized on like the i don't even know on the mopeds but it's it's very interesting you see a lot of them riding like the i think it's called a vo here like those bird scooter type things um yeah but yeah no it's there's a lot of excitement about the team um i i think i saw it was a ross team stat from like a month ago out of the acc teams return percentage of minutes returned from last year i believe virginia returns about 91 percent of our minutes from last year that's mm-hmm. insane that's really yeah. impressive um easily the most in the acc so having that experience i think is invaluable especially in a system for like a guy like tony bennett's where it's so much about buying in and being willing to play defense and his brand of basketball and you have a true veteran leader like kihei clark that can kind of be the centerpiece for that. And so I think a lot of uh, the team's success is going to be kind of predicated on how he's able to um, kind of continue to be that main guy for the team. Hopefully he's able to um, contribute to the scoring because um, I believe last year he, he was like, I want to say like third leading scorer. Is that right? Yeah, he was the third leading scorer last year. So hopefully we get a little little more from him on the offensive front. Um, but Jaden Gardner, um, who was a transfer that we got last year, um, I went in the ACC tournament game I went to. Like um, my friend from NYU, Yash, that I went to, and I were shout uh, out Yash. We're, shout out Yash, one hundred percent. We were joking at the game. Like Virginia's offense was just like feeding Gardner. And he made like one in every three. Like he took like he took <laughs> these same like line drive like uh, pull ups from like a little bit inside the free throw line, and uh, it was an ugly game for Virginia. But he was the he's the leading returning scorer, um, so we'll mm. need big contribution for him. Armand Franklin, who um, I believe transferred last year as well from Indiana. Those two guys returning, having a year in the system, I think that'll be big as far as team chemistry. Again, like I said, Kihei Clark coming back, that's big. Reese Beekman, who is, I think, the only guy that I have identified and, like, seen on campus, another transfer that came in last year. Um, he was He's going to be big as well to the uh, to the rotation returning. Caden um, Shedrick. Um, there are a lot of guys. And there are some solid recruits that we're bringing in as well. Uh, it's a very, like, it's actually kind of insane. If you, like, look at the roster, it's – the team is, like – there are a lot of white guys on the team. It's kind of crazy. Like uh, Virginia, probably too many. Yeah, probably too many. Um, I'd but, say you can dabble into too many territory. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You should look at you should look at our roster. I was looking at it because I, I looked. I was looking through to see like, okay, like if I see these guys around campus, I want to be able to see who, like recognize who they are. So like token like, white dudes. This doesn't look. Yeah, this looks like token, this look like, like GPA boosters. Yeah, like this is like it was. Uh, it was. But I don't know, you know. Uh, I nothing think, against uh, our white, our fellow white boy ballers. Nothing against our fellow white boy ballers. No, not at we all. Love our not white at all. Boys. Not at all. But, um, but and of course Ben Vanderplas transfer from yeah. OU. I'm very excited but, about Ben Vanderplas. Fingers crossed. I really want to still get him. Try to get him on the podcast. We almost got him last year. Um, yeah, we were and it just like Sweet yeah, it, it didn't work out. He, I think he would be willing. Like I think if if I shot him a DM, he would probably, um, he'd probably be willing to come on. We'd love to have him. 
Connor has a deep fear. I would do it for Ben Vanderplas. I really want to get Ben Vanderplas on here. Um, and I'm really excited about what he'll bring to Virginia. I think he'll actually yeah. play a very big role for us, whether he's in that starting rotation or coming off the benches, benches a six man type. Um, I think he'll be he'll he'll be big for us for sure. I think he will as well. And then you Good have better in presence. Yeah. I think we just go up to up yeah. to fifteen since we've already like gone to like almost an hour already. So we can just do you think we should Who's do twenty five to sixteen. 17-16 is quick about him. Arizona Villanova. Villanova, I'm really high on. I'm not. I don't yeah. have much to say about Arizona. No, I was saying. Arizona, I was saying we just go a little overrated. I'll say we just do 25 through 15, and then record different ones like 14 oh, through cool. one. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure, sure, sure. So you go have 17 Arizona. 17 Arizona. Okay, let's start with them. I think they're probably. I think the biggest thing for Arizona, I last year, I thought for a lot of the year that they were. Um, that they were overrated. Of course, they did beat Illinois, but um, it was early in the season. They came back. Illinois shouldn't have lost that game. I knew when they were going in as a one seed, the Pac-12 was a little weak. I was like, okay, I don't think Arizona – I don't think they're going to do much. I had them going out early in the tournament, which for all intents and purposes, they sort of did. And they mm-hmm. lose Benedict Matherin, who's been – might I say, I know you've been yep. following the I'm Pacers. Sure. Yeah. He's been yeah. electric. Yeah. He's been awesome. He's so yeah. good. So – um, they lose Matherin, and that's really tough to uh, tough to replace. They also lose Christian Coloco and Dale and Terry. So those are tough losses. And um, with what they're bringing in, um, they do return. They return a couple of their top scores, and they they brought in transfer Courtney Ramey, which I really liked. Um, I'm not a big Courtney Ramey guy, so I'll disagree with you. I don't. I really like Courtney. I'm not a huge Courtney Ramey guy, but still, I, I think they're I, I think they're overrated personally. I yeah. I think I would put Oregon. I think I will put Oregon ahead of Arizona, but I don't know if I would rank either, to be honest. I'm not very on Arizona. I'll put that. But moving on to 16. Yep. We got Nova. You can talk about Nova. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I I was looking at – and I've heard some buzz as well over this, like, offseason because um, one of the one of the big things that I've been following was the, like, the Team USA, like, with uh, with all these guys. Mm-hmm. Um. And because Ty Rogers, um, one of Illinois' recruits, was on the team. And Villanova's top two recruits for this year, um, Cam Whitmore and Mark Armstrong, were on the team. And I got to say, Cam Whitmore is that guy. He is going to be – I think he's going to take college basketball by storm. He is so good. Mark Armstrong Mm. looked really good too. But Cam Whitmore, I mean, I think Rothstein's been tweeting about it too. He is he's just a stud, and I think he's gonna come in and make an immediate impact for Villanova. Feels like last year, Villanova, I was not maybe as excited about them because it felt like that they were losing some of the momentum as far as bringing in those exciting like freshman recruits, which they never had really been their thing anyway. But it feels aside from Quinterly, of course, but it feels like maybe they're like starting to like, you know, as we talked about new bloods, they're starting to have sort of that pedigree. And they can attract some of these guys. And so they bring in those two guys, recruits. And, of course, they lost Colin Gillespie and Jermaine Samuels, which will definitely hurt, no doubt. But they return Justin Moore, Caleb Daniels, Eric Dixon, and Brandon Slater, who were all, mm-hmm. I mean, very important parts of that team last year. And normally, I'm pretty low on Villanova, but I'm really high on Villanova. Yeah, this year. I, like- I think this could be a top-10 team. I've like I've watched a lot of Cam Moore as well, watching the same yeah. USA stuff. Really good. Yeah. Really explosive, mm. which I think he adds a lot to a Villanova offense. It's kind of lacked that yeah. in certain scenarios. I mean, again, they've had great guys like Gillespie and stuff, but you kind of have lacked that kind of explosiveness. And 
scoring ability that mm-hmm. you know everybody's talking about right now. Whitmore can play. Yeah. And the big thing for me is just talking about head coaching with obviously the crazy departure today yeah. that we weren't able to yeah. cover. Yeah. Retiring Unexpected. at a young age. Yeah. Which again, none of us expected at all. But right. You bring in um Kyle Neptune, who again was assistant at Villanova for like eight, nine years, right? So obviously mm-hmm. they have kind of an in-house hire, but at the same time, yeah. last year he was at he was tired at Fordham. Mm. And again, you don't want to take up too much off of only a one year stay at a program. Right. Yeah. But the team only went sixteen and sixteen and went eight and ten in yeah. the conference. Yeah. So so they didn't do well again. Could it have been a It's big shoes to fill for sure. And then to if get Ray was there, I would be a lot more confident for sure. I think that's part of the reason why they are lower ranked. But yeah. And to get a job at Nova like that, it's kind of crazy. But I would say see some minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm as high as you are on Villanova, but they obviously have the talent to do something. And yeah, I think Villanova's talent always displays itself more in February, March than it yeah. would now. I mean, yeah, so many teams, you know, they're ready. They right lose away, some. But... Villanova always stays losing, like yeah. some stupid early games. But yeah, but by the you're time right, you see right. them in March, they're two seeded. No one wants to they're see scary. it. They're scary. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So I think I think um, there's a lot to like about Villanova. And then at 15, it's the team. What do you I'm think? Probably... What do you say we run through 11 so we can do the top 10? I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Top ten. At number, we can devote more time to the top ten. Yeah. At yeah. number, uh, I said fifteen, right? Yeah. The team I am extremely high on, and I wish I was not, because it's direct competition with us. Okay. Is Auburn. Okay. This is an interesting one. You can go ahead and start because SEC. See, with Auburn, you have the loss of Walker Kessler, right? As yeah. the big and Jabari Smith. The two yeah, big huge, losses. Huge losses, yeah. Marcus was probably the best player in college basketball last, last year. Mm. Kessler was a dog, too. Mm. And as much as I dislike the guy, genuinely, I don't like him at all. I don't think he's very good either. Can't Bruce stand Pearl. him. Uh, Not Bruce Pearl. Katie okay. Johnson. Yeah, the he's Marcus good, though. Marcus basketball. He's good. But he brings yeah. that tenacity yeah, that, again, does. you don't want to see. Uh, and they bring in a transfer that I'm – Huge on for Morehead. Uh, yeah, I know. What you're gonna I say. think he might be yeah, the best yeah. transfer, one of the best transfer college basketball. Huge get. Yeah. Johnny Broom mm. is insane. Sophomore, you get that guy after one year, you have three years of control of them. I mean, this team with Broom and uh, Katie Johnson himself, then you have Wendell Green Jr., who can also play. You should have guys, Alan Flanagan, you have guys that can play. And Auburn kind of stays true to their basketball, I feel like. Well, you're going to mm-hmm. shoot threes, they're going to run and gun. They're going to defend at a at a I wouldn't say like at a high level as in like like a very like statistically I'm saying they're going to defend hard. They're going to play yeah. Bruce pro basketball. Yeah, and I think that if Green and if Johnny Broom can bring the shooting to complement Katie Johnson's again when he gets hot he gets hot, but yep. complement his defense, that's a team that can make a scary run in, in um, the SEC. And I've even touched on the rest of the role players. And mm-hmm. I think I'm missing one big returnee they have or some of their they recruited they recruited decently too, right? They had a yeah. couple recruits. So I can look. Uh, I can look at the recruiting class real quick. I don't know off the top of my head. Who did you? But, you said Katie Johnson. You said Alan Flanagan. You said uh, who else did you name? I said um, Wendell Green Jr. Wendell Green. Yeah, those and are the big have, ones, I think. And then you have Johnny Broom from Morehead Johnny State. Johnny Broom, right, 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 right. They don't have anybody in the top fifty, from what I can see. Actually, no, they do. Uh, Chance Westry, soft Chance Westry, small yeah. forward. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, and they have Johan Traore. Yeah, yeah. So they they recruited solid. Yeah, they recruited solid. Five star center, actually, twenty six. So again, yeah. That's a guy that can add a lot to that offense that you're losing with Walker Kessler. Lots of defense right. as well. Need him to step up, yeah. mm-hmm. So, Auburn, again, I'm usually not as high on just because of how that was they've spited me over the years. That mm. early day to loss with Tyler Hero will never, ever leave me. 100% should have won that game. But yeah, yeah. This is a good Auburn yeah. team. 
Oh, they because last year no, obviously because last year I'm they were say, the one team Yeah, you can go ahead. I'm gonna say I'm gonna put Alabama ahead of Auburn in my okay. mental rankings right now. I'm gonna put Alabama ahead of Auburn. I don't you might disagree, but I'm gonna put Alabama ahead of Auburn for now. I don't. I don't disagree. I think another guy I uh, wasn't able to talk about was um, Jalen Williams. I remember him. Uh, yeah. Senior. Uh, yeah. Senior uh, forward. I remember him because I couldn't remember his name, but he played really well. Not one of the Thunders, really well. two Jalen Williams that they both no, drafted this year. A third separate Jalen Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they can really play. But you right. kind of touched on – you would have Alabama ahead of them, you said. Yeah, I have Alabama ahead of them. Um, I don't know. I, I think you're right. They absolutely – they return some key pieces. But I still think it's going to be tough for them to kind of find what their new identity is, having lost Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. Because it felt like those were kind of, okay, it's like it's time to make a big play. Let's get the ball in the, those two guys' hands mm-hmm. and um, and see what they can do with it. So, um, for that reason, I think Alabama having Quinterly to kind of man that backcourt and bring in um, that leadership and experience and be a guy that has handled the ball in big moments, um, that's a big reason I think I, I just – for now, and I think it's close, but I would put Alabama ahead of Auburn. And at 14, you have a team that is kind of the epitome right now of returnees – coming back is a team that hasn't really been talked about a lot in college basketball recently. And they were de- fairly decent a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Returning a backcourt, backcourt mates, is TCU. Yeah, I've heard a lot of so, about them. TCU yeah. returning Mike Miles, who averaged 15.4 mm-hmm. and four mm-hmm. assists, and Damian Bow. Yep. I think it's Bow, right? Yeah. Reading right now, I think it's Bow. With 11 oh, and four bow, and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a very good yeah. backcourt returning. So you can kind of talk about the Horn Frogs if you'd like. Yeah, sure. They, uh, again, they're a team that I've seen a lot of hype from uh, or hype about uh, over the offseason. And I think a big part of that is because how much they're returning. Like you said, they're returning that backcourt as well as two other guys with Emmanuel Miller and Chuck O'Bannon Jr. that averaged essentially essentially 10 points per game. As well, Eddie mm-hmm. Lampkin, their big man. Uh, you saw him in the tournament a little bit last year. He's just a scary team for sure in the Big 12. I think they're going to be right there at the top of the Big 12, trying to compete with the Kansases and the Baylors. Um, and I think that they're – I'll say this. I'll make this crazy, whatever, kind of specific prediction right now. I think TCU takes one at home against either Kansas or Baylor. One of the two, TCU gets them at home. Um, I like that. I know – yeah. I know I think Caleb uh, Caleb Presley went – I think that was one of their storm chasers uh, at TCU maybe last year, and I think they got a win there um, for whatever upset game that was. But, yeah, I think mm-hmm. TCU could be a scary team just with that experience they're returning. Um, they got hot late last year, and I think that maybe they can carry some of that momentum into this year. 14's high, and the expectations are high, and we haven't seen them um, kind of handle being talked about among – uh, that top crop of teams yet. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that. But I do like them and I do have some faith in them. Yeah. And I think, again, it's like kind of a, for me, it's a not going to give it until you prove it type of thing where mm-hmm. TCU hasn't proved it yet. I mean, they went eight yeah. and 10 in the big, sure. in the big uh, 12 last year. So not tough to give them like all oh, the 14. 14 is pretty nation. high. Yeah. 14 is pretty high. But you're turning back quite like that. You're able to kind of trust in it. Right. So I think too high, but again, not, not low on them by any means, but right. I, yeah. I would take. I think Auburn, that's a fair assessment. Virginia. I would take almost the five teams yeah. below them ahead of them. No, I, I sort of. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And at thirteen, you have one of the blue bloods we kind of touch on being back, which some people say they're back, some people say they're not. Indiana. Mm. Indiana. Okay. 
Yeah. Indiana, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Indiana, I am really scared of. Mm-hmm. For one, we haven't fared well against them in the past couple of years. They've they've just had our number. Um, but ultimately, I think that this team, as far as um, looking at the Big Ten Conference, I think right now Indiana is the team to beat. Um, and they're probably the team in the Big Ten that I'm the most scared of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, when you – when you look at a guy like Trace Jackson Davis, I know we, of course, saw him play in person last year in that first four. And, of course, a lot they, bigger, they, a lot of bigger in person. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, and they went out pretty sad, not going to lie, against St. Mary's in the tournament, uh, like yeah. in the actual first round. But um, Trace Jackson Davis is really good. Anytime you return a guy um, like that that was on um, first team last year and he's on the first team preseason this year, I mean, it's 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 tough to deal with for any other team. I mean, so, you return yeah. three players that are all seniors that all averaged at least ten points per game. Yeah, well, let me let me guess. Let me see who I can get. Yeah. TJD. Yeah. Xavier Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I don't last think it's we, Miller Cop. I don't last think it's one Miller they were It is not. He averaged six. Okay. Uh, it's not Jordan Geronimo. Race yeah. Thompson. Race Thompson. Yep, Race Thompson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. again, you when you have that kind of returning senior and some good recruits. Like, yep, they're good. You, they're you they're, they're really good. Jalen Hood, Shinofu. Yep. Twenty second uh, nation. Shafino, I think. Yeah. Malik Renal, twenty seventh. Yeah. Caleb Banks, eighty third. You have three guys top one hundred. Yeah. They're, they're going to be really good. Guys. And shout out Logan Duncombe, our boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to Moeller. Yeah, of course. So, um, I maybe he maybe he plays a role. I think he was a top 100 recruit when he came out. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're really good. I think they're the team to beat right now in the Big Ten. And so, um, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They have these expectations now that they have these returning guys and. I mean, they went out pretty sad last year, so it's going to be on them to kind of bounce back and recover as a team. But I'm, I'm really high on them. I think this rating is absolutely fair. And then at number twelve, we have the last team that I will talk about because the eleventh team I refuse to talk about in this week. Okay, okay. Because Not this either. week is specifically. Oh, okay, yeah. Specifically, Tennessee Hate Week, and right, I refused right, right. to speak about their program. Okay, all right. Football or basketball, they're dead to fair. me. They always have been, but this week, zilch, nada. Yeah, go Cats. Let's, I'm rooting I'm rooting for you guys for thank sure. You, I want to see we'll you guys. I want to see you guys going to Knoxville and take them down. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Might as well. Yeah. Number twelve, a team that I'm unreasonably high on. I think they are actually like a top seven okay. team in the nation. To be honest with you. There's my okay. third that's my first big take of the year. All right. Big take. Is the, the touchdown Chris Beard, Timmy Allen, mm. Marcus Carr, Bishop mm. Led, Texas. Mm. Now I think the biggest okay. thing was losing was getting rid of Devin Askew. No, I'm joking. Kind of. <laughs> he sucks. No, Where is he? Cal? I think he's yeah, Cal. I think Cal. Yeah. With okay. Texas, you have they just oh my gosh. There are people I have people over at my apartment right now, they're being very loud. But you add the number five recruit in the nation. Five recruit yeah. the nation, Dylan Mitchell. Yeah, he's right. He's a dog. So that yeah. that in itself is crazy. Yeah. As a as a forward. You play him with Timmy Allen. Then at the yeah. guard, you have Marcus Carr. And then you add Tyrese Hunter from Iowa State. You have Transfer, four guys yeah. right there that could play on any team in college basketball, could start on any team in college basketball. That is yeah. top eight worthy in itself. And then you have a 
you have a returning um like I said, Bishop, you have Dylan DeSue. You have yeah. Brock Cunningham, the senior who didn't play too much, but then you have mm-hmm. New Mexico State transfers. His name is Sir Jabari Rice. Sir Jabari, yeah. Is he Sir? Sweet name. Yes, it's a sweet name. Like, is he Sir or is he just Sir Jabari? No, is no, he, like, no, it's just Sir knighted? Jabari. He's not no, knighted. I think, no, I think he's knighted. I don't think he's no, knighted. No, I'm going to start saying he's knighted. No, he's knighted. I think he has, like, an apostrophe, right? It does, but he's knighted. He's enough <laughs> for the cool fact. He's knighted for sure. But Texas, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. We graduated from King's High School, King's Knights. That should be called Knighted. We should be knighted. That's, we should be knighted. That yeah. should be what it's that's, sweet. that's tough. That's tough. I'm that's going tough. with that. Sir Brady. But Brady Texas, well. I think top that's top fire. eight team in the nation easily. And I think it's time for Chris Beard to put up or shut up. They put him a buttload of money, mm. give his talent. Yeah. And then they weren't able to they weren't able to do it. So yeah. now it's like, all right, we gave you the money. Go out there and do it. So that's yeah. what I think about Texas. You go 2012, 22 and twelve last year. Yeah. I mean that's it's okay. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not as high as you on Texas. All right, all right, all right. And I was so high on Texas last year. We both were. But um, a big reason that I was so high on them, I loved Andrew Jones and Courtney Ramey. I was really mm-hmm. high on both of those guys. And they're both gone now. Timmy Allen's really good. Marcus Carr's really good. But he he was kind of streaky last year. Like, we saw games yeah. from him where he just, like, wasn't really showing up. And so they're going to need him to have more consistency. Bishop as well. I didn't see him come in and have as much of an impact as I did, as I thought he would from Creighton with as good as he was at Creighton. Of course, he's yeah. obviously going to have a smaller role. And maybe it, it, as his role expands, we, we see a little bit more of him return to his Creighton form. But yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of the burden on Dylan Mitchell early. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, he's kind of going to be an X factor. And so I don't think that this team belongs in the top 10 right now. And in fact, I don't know. I mean, I, I might not put him in the top. I think they're fringe top 15. I don't think it's too crazy where uh, they're at. We need a disagreement. We need a good disagreement. I don't I like think it. it's too crazy where they're at, but I'm not that – I'm not as high on them right now. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. See, let me ask you this. As the last kind of talking point, because I do actually want to push yeah. the Vols to next week. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. We'll do that. But this is a general question. There's no right answer. And I, mm-hmm. I'm generally asking this. Yep. Do you believe that Chris Beard is a top 10 coach in college basketball? If you'd have asked me that question, and not to be, like, so reactionary off of one yeah. year. No, it's fair. If, no, no, if no. you would have asked me that question at this time last year, I would have said that's ridiculous that you're asking. Yeah. Um, now, I think top 10, I would still probably tend to say yes. And I think a big part of that is because I'm giving him a little bit of leeway because he was working with a lot of different pieces coming from different places last yeah. year that he was trying to – figure out how they fit and work as one unit um, cohesively. So I will still say he's top 10, but I will say, like you said, it's put up or shut up. Like Mm -hmm. he's had some experience with this team now and you know, it's time to see the results translate on the court 22 and 12. That's not what you're paying him that money for. You're not paying him that money to go 22 and 12. You're paying him that money to go win the big 12 and be a contender on a national stage and show that Texas is back in basketball mm-hmm. this, in this case. But, um, yeah, I think last year I would have for sure been like, he's top five. I don't think mm-hmm. I would say he's top five in my mind right now. But what about you? Fair what enough. Do you have? I would say he's easily top five. I think Okay. Chris Beard is, I want to say the most copyright light coach, but he gives me that same vibe where he commands a room, he can recruit, he can command yeah. an offense, he can command – a team now it didn't go the way he planned last year, but we saw it happen at Tech, where Chris mm. Beard 
creates a program. Chris Beard doesn't just coach basketball, he creates a program. Yeah. And I think this year is where we will see that program come to fruition. Yeah. That's very now, possible. Now, am I 100% yeah. am I 100% like down on it? Like 100% mm-hmm. in? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I think Texas will be a very good team this year. I think that they have a very serious chance of dethroning Kansas and Baylor. Like you have a very good conference right there in the Big 10. Yeah. And Big 12. And I think we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that the conference yeah. as a whole more too. And we'll when we get into the top 10. But yeah, no you're right. That's 100%. our that's our 25 through 12, y'all. We knocked yeah, out 25 through good. 12. There's no no particular reason why we uh, have our cutoff yeah. point where it is. Happened, we're, we're the Zoom thing's running it. out. The Zoom thing's running out. I'm yeah, sorry. we're running out on Zoom. Uh, yeah, and we'll figure out that free trial though by uh, yeah. next recording for you guys. So <laughs> I'll uh, pay 80 bucks. Then owe me 80 bucks, and then I got y'all. Yeah, get some work. get some donations in while we're while yeah. we're uh, waiting on contacting these sponsors. For but sure. uh, yeah, I, we hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, we hope you're just as excited for the college basketball season as we Thank are. You. But uh, yeah, it feels good to be back. Appreciate it. Love y'all. Love y'all.